listen to me. The God we serve, this is what he loves to do. Many times, he loves to come and relate with us at human level. Which sometimes is very shocking to me. That he can really come down and talk to us at this level. It's like really getting something the baby likes and talk to the baby in that terms. It also speaks about really the condescending of his wisdom and all that. But listen to this. If you look at the blueprint of the creation of the church at Genesis, the plan, the architectural plan, the blueprint, death was not factored in. Death was not in the equation. Death was not there. God intended that if men walk in obedience and righteousness, he lives forever. That's why it is called paradise. And if you go to a dictionary, just an English dictionary, open say, what is paradise? He says paradise, some of them say, paradise is the place where there is the maximum level of blessedness. The maximum achievable. They say it is the maximum level of peace. And then some of them say it is where the tree of life is. Then you understand that death was not supposed to be a factor. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. Listen, what I'm handling is this now. This one is called this. That the Lord himself has come to walk with the church. He has come to walk with the church. How awesome. Can we go to Genesis 3 verse 8? Hallelujah. Genesis 3 8 he says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called unto man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, so I hid. You see very clearly, that when there was no fall, Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. They walked with God. Only when they disobeyed did the Lord now push them out. And if you listen to the reason why he pushed them out, I think that's verse 23. The reason he pushed them out, he says, that they may not access the tree of life. And then you see the two cherubim of glory. I have seen them. When the Lord took me to the throne room in heaven, there is a golden walkway that leads into the throne position. There is a golden walkway, very powerful, beautiful reddish brown gold, but the strips on both sides is a richer yellowish gold. So he that took me there told me to kneel down and pray. So I knelt down at the edge of that walkway. And the words also were put. The words were put. Because as I knelt down, I said, Father, I come to you with a lot of praise and thanksgiving. Those are the words I said. And I said, in the mighty name of Jesus. And when I mentioned that, 
Then all of a sudden, the two kerupi of glory came carrying the ark of God. Because of the way they were walking, I asked. I asked he that was speaking with me here. I asked, why are they walking like that? Because as they were holding the handles, their heads were bowed and they were walking sideways like that. And so, they placed the ark of God at the throne position. Now, the two cherubim of glory, they actually have different roles. So one of them comes from this way, peels the chest of the ark, and there's a scripture there and so forth. I've never preached that ever before. I will never. So, and then he moved this way. And now, behind the throne room is the tremendous river, and I see the trees. The two trees. And then at that time, the same cloud, same, came on the walkway. Passed like this and sat on the mercy seat. And whatever was spoken there, that's he, I have not shared that. Hallelujah. So, when you see that at the fall of Adam and Eve, they are pushed out, and the two cherubim of glory with flaming swords are put at the eastern gate to bar them, to stop them from accessing the tree of life. It tells you right away that the ark of God was here. Because only he is enthroned between the two cherubim. So there's a lot you understand there. Hallelujah. And he's saying that in the original blueprint, if man had walked in obedience with God, God loves to walk with man. In obedience with God, there was not supposed to be death. You see verse 8 of chapter 3 Genesis, you really see that he was walking in the cool of the desert. Where are you today? But because of disobedience, apostasy, that you may understand, this apostasy you are joking with here, where women are wearing trousers in the church, the consequence of that thing is death. You know the devil has trivialized it and made you play with it like it has no consequence. The consequence of that thing is death. By the way, and you see how the devil has tried to trivialize, to make it light, so you look like there is no consequence. The consequence of those cuts here, sagging trousers, that lying and whatever you do, those dating or boys, whatever is happening in the church, the consequence of that is death. Let the devil never lie to you. In fact, you look at the fact that when apostasy appeared in heaven, they had to combat it and stamp it out. And throw him out. Did you understand? Has no place in the kingdom of God. Meaning, anytime a apostasy shows up, please don't handle it. Don't say I'm handling it. No. Stamp it out. Because he says in heaven, they have no place. Meaning, the beholders thereof have no place there. But listen to this. When apostasy came, in that original blueprint, then death was factored in. But now, to prove men wrong, 
to prove that plan A was supposed to work. The Lord in Genesis chapter 5 now encounters Enoch. He encounters Enoch to prove the church wrong. To say, no, you are a liar. It works. It was supposed to work. Genesis 5 from verse 21 or verse 24, whichever. Are you ready? Let us get deep now that you may understand why he has come to walk with the church. Hallelujah. He says, Genesis 5, I'm reading from 21. He says, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. And after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived 365 years. Enoch walked with God, then he was no more because God took him away. Hallelujah. He has come to walk with the church. Listen to this. Enoch, when Enoch decided to walk with God in faithfulness and obedience, when the Lord found one that would walk with him in uprightness, in right standing with God, then the Lord was able to prove to the church that, look, you were wrong. The first plan was supposed to work. And when you hear about Enoch, what he said is this. It is said that the more he walked with God, the hungrier he became for God. Hey, hey. You always want to know more. When he shows you this, you want to know more. When he tells you this, you always want to know more. It's, you ask me. It's incredible. It said the hungrier he became. Look at this now. So it's accredited unto him that he sought God. He was always seeking God. Walking with God and seeking him more. Wow! Does it mean that the true definition of revival of the end time is people becoming hungrier for God every day? More and more now. I can see it in Kenya. Ah! The more he walked with God, the hungrier he became. And look at this now. And it's also given unto him on faith. But look at this now. Because he sought God on a daily basis, perpetual basis, walking in right standing with God, obedient unto God, Enoch entered. Entered. He walked with God until he entered. He was no more because the Lord took him away. Hi. It's like the Lord said, Wow, you man, every day I'm walking with you, but you're too hungry, always seeking me more. And then the Lord says, Okay, now look, enough is enough. Now I take you with me. It's as though that's what the Lord said. Listen to me. Israel. When Israel was on this journey, the same cloud came to walk with Israel. Same cloud, same glory, same God. Same mission. And when they obeyed him, because you see two different Israels there. You see one Israel which is very disobedient. 
the one that said, no, we want to go back to Egypt. We remember the big pots of meat, the big cucumbers, the huge cucumbers, the big fish. They began to call Egypt the land flowing with milk and honey. That is one Israel. But when the Lord saw that these people are confused with so much power, signs and wonders and miracles I delivered them. But they seem not to have caught the vision and mission of God for Israel. That one day the Messiah may come out of there. The deliverer of nations. And because the Lord saw that they were a bit confused, He said, no, I need to run there, otherwise they go back to Egypt. So when the Lord ran there, you see a different Israel, two different Israels. When the cloud appeared, you see very clearly in Exodus 33, when the cloud appeared, look at this now, the Bible says, they came out at the doors of their tents with their babies and wives, and looking at the cloud, when they saw him, they all bowed down and worshipped. Is that what the church has done? Ah! Has the church in awe, fear and trembling changed all of a sudden from very disobedient and now bow down at the door of your tents? Wives, children, family, and worship him. Has the church done that? Or you say, ah, you know, we are modern people, we are used to God. Ah! Excuse me. But you see that you get a different Israel, a very obedient Israel now. The one that now obeys, when the cloud settles, they are in camp. When the cloud lifts, they pack up and follow. And in so walking with them, they got to enter. They entered the promise. Eh, how about the church? In so obeying the instruction of Jehovah, they got to enter. Enoch entered, did not see 